Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days in the podcast. I don't know the official results yet. I'll update everything in the show notes, but I know we're going to have a winning day. The wife wants me to go to bed. She says I'm getting too old to stay up this late. And I live in the central time zone. And they start these Pac-12 games at 10 o'clock. And then I'm supposed to do a podcast afterwards. That doesn't work for my schedule, I guess, during the week. I need a new job, I guess. But okay, let's recap the winning card for Thursday. Our college basketball handicap goes three and one. We cash on Troy, minus the two. We cash on Washington, minus the two. We cash on USC, minus the two and a half. My big issue, I played Sam Houston. It was only minus one and a half. It was minus two. Maybe I would have won it. But I bragged about that Bearcat defense for Sam Houston. They give up 57 points per game. Well, Southern Utah had 57 points with about 18 and a half minutes to go in the second half. Yeah, not a good defensive night for Sam Houston. Then on Twitter, thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. You back USC there, so we get to cash twice. Then our OPP, other people's picks on Twitter. We cashed two in college basketball on San Diego. That was a sweat fest. We had the minus two and a half. They win by three. We cashed the ticket. We backed Stephen F. Austin, minus the two and a half. They coast to an easy victory, so we get to cash that one. Then on the frozen pond, we played Ottawa and Arizona under the six and a half. That didn't work out for us. We lose that one. And then our head-to-head challenge bets from Better Edge. We lose on Michigan, plus the points. They had a shot to win it in regulation. Even if they would have lost by a bucket or so, I would have cashed the ticket. I had plus four and a half. The only thing that could burn me was overtime. And sure enough, that happened and it burned me. Then in the NBA, I don't like the NBA and I lost that one by a point and a half. That was a loser on Milwaukee and Miami. I had the over two and 11 and a half and it finished at like 210. Then on the frozen pond, I cash on Minnesota and the New York Islanders under the five and a half. Then the one bet outstanding for me is Utah plus the 12 at UCLA. If I win that one, I make 57.50 on the night. If I lose that one, I make $17.50 of the night. Nonetheless, another winning night. I'll take that and we move on to the next. So let's get to the card for Friday. It's all college basketball again. And we start in the Big East. Oh, boy. Let's put this into perspective over the last decade. I love Villanova. Villanova has only one double-digit losing season. A loss tonight, and they'll have it again. They have five 30-win seasons during that stretch, three Final Fours, and two national championships. Entering this game, the Wildcats are 8-9 and nine overall, 2-4 and four in the Big East. So I've been thinking all season that Nova just needs to survive until Justin Moore's return. Well, they're officially now in that danger zone after the loss to DePaul. It's time to stack wins. Daniels, Dixon, Whitmore, Slater. That's a strong enough foundation to win basketball games, even without Mr. Moore. Villanova has lost four of five with only one of those games really coming down to the wire. On the flip side, Butler expected some growing pains this year under head coach Thad Mata. They're 10 and eight overall, two and five in the Big East. The Bulldogs have dropped back-to-back road games. That's expected in the Big East for this team. But they do have a good balanced roster with five players averaging in double digits. But let me repeat what I said at the beginning. Villanova is an underdog at a 2-5 and five team in the Big East. I'm not going to pass that up. Give me the Wildcats plus the one at Butler. Next up on the card, we go to the Big Ten. Oh, boy. I don't like the number. It is Illinois. Minus six against Michigan State. So I circled this one at five. 
and the number should be closer to four. I can't play Michigan State. I'm not going to not play Illinois. I said it earlier this week. I plan to back the fight in Illini on a consistent basis down the stretch. I like what I'm seeing. Michigan State beat me earlier this week, so this is probably a mistake. They won at Wisconsin by four. So that's seven consecutive wins for Izzo and the Spartans, and yet I'm giving them six. The Spartans have played two road games this year, Penn State and Wisconsin, won them both. Meanwhile, for Illinois, after a dreadful 0-3 start of the Big Ten, the Illini have won back-to-back games by double digits against Wisconsin and Nebraska. Illinois has better efficiency numbers on both sides of the court. Michigan State had to play a near-perfect basketball game at the end at Wisconsin. They significantly outperformed their year-to-date metrics. The Spartans have solid talent, but I do expect them to return to a normal level on the road with a sea of orange in the building. Illinois is the better basketball team. They will show it tonight. I'm on the Fighting Illini, minus the six over Michigan State. Next up, we go to the Ivy League. It's the first tip of the day. It is Yale, plus the one and a half at Cornell. So this should be a good one in Ithaca. Cornell is 12-4 and four on the year. They're 2-1 and one in the Ivy League, coming off a seven-point loss at home against the top dog, Princeton. So I don't like playing against a team coming off a loss, but I am. Yale, meanwhile, is 11-5. and five. They're 1-2 and two in the Ivy League. They're coming off a win over Harvard after a very embarrassing start in conference play, losing to both of the projected cellar dwellers. Cornell played one of the most memorable games of the year, losing 107-105 to 105 at Miami so they can score. The Big Red are averaging 83 points per game. Yale, on the other hand, well, unfortunately, kind of reminds me of Sam Houston last night. The Bulldogs are giving up just 58 points per game. The computer numbers like Yale, I like Yale, plus the one and a half at Cornell. Then the final game of the card for you is in the back. It's Kent State minus the three at Ohio. So Ohio is 7-0 at home. They're 9-7 and overall, 1-2 and in the back. The Bobcats' resume is highlighted by an overtime loss at Michigan this season. Kent State, meanwhile, they're the real deal. 13-3 overall, 3-0 the MAC, and they have close losses this year to Charleston, Houston, and Gonzaga, all ranked teams. Potential letdown spot after the big win earlier this week against a very good Toledo team, and now they're going on the road, of course. That's the downside. The upside is that I'm betting on a team that might win a couple games in the big dance, the NC2A tournament. Kent State plays suffocating defense. They give up just 62 points per game. They rank 27th in defensive efficiency. Numbers tell me this game and the line should be around five or six at minimum. So I'm gladly going to lay the three on the road with the best in the MAC. Give me Kent State minus the three at Ohio. So let's recap your card for a Friday. In the Big East, we're on Villanova plus the one at Butler. In the Big Ten, we're on the fight in the line eye of Illinois minus the six against Michigan State. In the Ivy League, I'm on Yale, plus the one and a half at Cornell. And then in the MAC, I'm on Kent State, minus the three at Ohio. So that's your card for a Friday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.